welcome back to Scottish and Scared. I'm Stephanie and I'm here to tell you about all things strange and unusual from my wee homeland, Scotland. Before we get into it, I would like to ask anyone listening to send in their strange or unusual experiences. They do not have to be from here in Scotland. If you have any requests for future episodes or you just fancy a wee gab, then please do get in touch. You can email us at scottishandscared at gmail.com and you can also follow us on Instagram at scottishandscaredpod. If you wouldn't mind, please rate, review and share wherever you may be listening to us. It really does help us out and a massive thank you to everyone who already has. A quick note before I begin, I just would like to say that any of the places that I speak about on the show, any of the locations, I do not go heavy on the history behind the location. I really just talk about what I feel that you need to know that's relevant for the story that I'm telling. Um, the podcast is called Scottish and Scared because I talk about spooky, strange things like ghosties, folklore, among other things. So that is why I might miss out a few things here and there regarding history because I just don't want to go too deep into that and it becomes a bit boring, if you know what I mean. So, anywho, today we are going to be talking about another very old Scottish castle with a very sinister past, would you believe? This castle is known as Crathis Castle and it is located in Aberdeenshire. It is technically classed as a tower house and it was originally built sometime in the 16th century by a member of the Burnett family. The land it sits on was actually granted to the Burnett family in 1323 by Robert the Bruce and they went on to live there for a further 350 years. As most castles in Scotland were, it was built to be a stronghold against attacks, but it never really came under any real threat while it was standing. Outside the castle is surrounded by walled gardens with beautiful flowers and plant life. They even have yew hedges, which were said to have been planted as far back as 1702. So those are pretty old hedges. There are also several different nature trails you can walk where you can see different types of wildlife such as woodpeckers, buzzards, herons, red squirrels and even roe deer. The interior of the castle pulls from various different styles and there are loads of family portraits all over the walls, antique furniture and my favourite thing of all, painted ceilings. There are various different designs painted on the ceilings, some of people and other things but they are so intricate and gorgeous to look at I think they were supposed to tell the story of Scottish history or something like that. I feel like there's something really whimsical about a painted ceiling. Inside you will also be able to see the Horn of Lays, which is a hand-carved decorative ivory horn. It was gifted to the family by Robert the Bruce himself in the 14th century to celebrate the family being given the title of Royal Foresters. So again, a lot of history in this place. Uh, a lot of interest in history so if that is something you're interested in please go and look this place up and you will be able to find a lot more information than I'm able to give you. Now if you're planning on taking a trip to the castle please note there are visitor toilets, a children's play park should the little ones get bored, a small shop and cafe should you get a bit peckish. You cannot pre-book your visit unfortunately it's kind of like a first come first served and the grounds are open Monday through Thursday. Now I think it's time we talked about some ghosties. There are two famous spirits seen at Crathis Castle and they are both female. Their stories, if true, are very sad and all too common it seems for the time period. So let's start with the story of the Green Lady. 
Now her story is that of a young lady said to have been the daughter of Laird Burnett at the time. She was said to have been in a relationship with a stable boy at the castle, which is a big no-no for the time. And as the relationship continued, the young lady became pregnant. She was so scared to tell her father she had fallen pregnant to the stable boy that she hid it for as long as she possibly could. And obviously there came a time where this was no longer an option. Once the baby was born, her father was extremely embarrassed and outraged at his daughter's actions. And not long after that, they both disappeared and nothing more was ever said about it. Now, there is another version of this story where essentially a servant girl became pregnant by the stable boy out of wedlock, which is again a big no-no for the time. The story goes that her and her baby just vanished and everyone was told that they had fled the castle. So the stories are very similar, but you know, the characters in the stories are different. This story was told throughout the years and it was all just kind of hearsay and it was kind of told as a folktale that not too many people took very seriously. That was until the 1800s when renovations were taking place at the castle and the bones of a woman and a baby were found under the hearth of a fireplace. Just to be clear, there are some sources that say it was just a female's bones and others say it was just an infant's bones. And there are also sources that say there was a woman and an infant together. So I'm not 100% clear on what was actually found. But for the purposes of the story, we will say a woman and an infant. I couldn't find any more information on what was done with the remains that were found. As far as burial or anything like that. So uh, yeah, I couldn't find anything on that. In this specific room in the castle where the fireplace is located, this is where the spirit of the green lady is seen the most. People have seen her standing by the fireplace with her baby in her arms and she just kind of walks off through the fireplace and disappears. Others see her pacing the room anxiously as though she's looking for her baby and while Queen Victoria was visiting the castle, she claims to have seen the green lady by the fireplace And an Australian tourist who was also visiting claims to have had an experience with the lady. She said that while she was walking down the staircase to the Green Lady's room, she heard a voice in her ear say, Do not go into that next room. Don't go in. Get out now. The tourist, understandably so, ran from the staircase and straight outside where she refused to go on with the rest of the tour. Now, just a quick detour. I am somebody who doesn't like anything around in or just touching my ears in general I don't like noises close to my ears and for the same reason if you've heard um, if you've listened to a previous episode you'll know I am particularly quite scared of birds and it's just because the noise that their wings make I don't like I just don't like that fluttering noise I don't like it when insects are near my ears I just don't like people in and around my ears or anything like that so If I heard a voice in my ear, I swear I would be so scared. Like, I would be so, so bloody terrified. There are many other sightings of the Green Lady that have been recorded, but for the most part, they all take place in this same room with the fireplace. The room is also said to plummet in temperature at certain times of the night, even though all of the rooms around it are at perfectly normal room temperature. Actual visual sightings of her have become less and less over over the past few years. Nobody really knows why, 
but there is still said to be a very heavy and sad presence still within the room that she is said to haunt. So her story is a very sad one if it's true and I'm sure I've covered similar ones on the show in regards to castles as well. And as well as the Green Lady, Crathis Castle is home to another young lady, the Lady in White, who also sadly met a very sticky and sad end. Her story goes like this. The White Lady of Crathis Castle was said to be a young lady by the name of Bertha. She was said to have fell in love with the young Laird Alexander Burnett. They were both very happy together and like most happy couples do, they planned on getting married. In the lead up to their wedding, Bertha brought all of her things and stayed in the castle in a separate room of course. Although Alexander loved Bertha with all his heart and was looking forward to their life ahead, his mother had other plans. Another side note, I'm sure we can all relate to mother-in-laws who, well maybe not all of us, I'm sure a lot of my friends have like great relationships with their in-laws and they do like fun stuff together, they go on holidays, they go for dinners but in my past experience my in-laws particularly mother-in-laws just they just really don't seem to like me I don't know if it's my hair I do have weird hair I don't know if it's my tattoos they just seem to really just not get on me so I can completely I can completely relate to Bertha in this situation even though her son was very very happy and it was plain for everyone to see she did not approve of Bertha and didn't think she was good enough for her son So she waited until Alexander was off travelling with his father-in-law and invited Bertha down for a very special meal. Little did Bertha know that Lady Agnes had put poison into her goblet and when she drank from it, she sadly passed away at the table. When Alexander returned, he was notified of his fiancée's death and, understandably, was completely inconsolable. It was never made clear to him how Bertha had died, even though he asked so many questions and he dug and dug and dug. He couldn't really find out any answers, but he did have a small suspicion that his mother was responsible, but he had no way of proving it. His suspicion, however, was confirmed later that night when his mother planned a large meal in celebration upon his return. Alexander lifted the cup that had contained the poison and just before he could drink from it, his mother snatched it from his hand and threw it across the room, completely panicked. She had obviously completely forgot to replace the cup and she almost killed her son. And this action set alarm bells ringing in Alexander's head. Further confirmation came on the night Bertha's parents came to the castle to collect their daughter's body for burial. As they approached the castle, Lady Agnes turned white as a ghost and turned to scream, She comes, she comes. And then she dropped down on the ground and died. Very well deserved, I would say. Sightings of the White Lady aren't as common as the Green Lady, but she is said to be seen every year on the anniversary of her death, walking across the property to the castle looking for her fiancé all these years later. So those are the ladies of Crathis Castle, my people. Both stories are just an interesting and very tragic tales. If you've ever visited the castle and have any stories of your own, please do not hesitate to get in touch. This is obviously a very short episode because this is the story of Crathis Castle. I couldn't find anything else. But I'd like to ask anyone listening, instead of me doing like episode, episode, episode on castles, why would you prefer that I like merge two castles into one episode per episode or maybe three depending on how long they are? 
and then that way you get like a bigger longer episode and it's not just short and sweet like this i know it's only once a week so it might be more beneficial to do two castles in one episode if it's on the shorter side uh there is no shortage of castle stories here in scotland let me assure you I have scheduled all my episodes all the way up to Christmas at this point and a lot of them are castles. So please let me know if that's something that you would like me to do. I'd be more than happy to just stick them all in one, stick maybe one or two or a couple in an episode uh, and then that way it gives you guys a longer episode and it gives me more to talk about. But I hope you all enjoyed hearing today's tales and I will definitely see you all in the next one. Stay weird and stay scared. Bye my friends. Thank you.